Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Sonny Ship. We just wrapped up with LSU Pro Day, and we wanted to go ahead and jump on and get our reactions out there. We've heard from all of the guys that went through Pro Day, uh, for the most part, I would say, and we just wanted to come in and, and kind of share who really shined. And I think, Sonny, the right thing to do is to start with the trio of wideouts that really showed out uh, at LSU. And I think we got to start with Jamar Chase. He honestly, he didn't have the most on the line because he's going to be a top 10 pick, I think, by all accounts, and especially after today. But in terms of being that first wide receiver off the board, he made himself uh, look really good with a strong 44-38. He went 41-inch vert. He also had an 11-foot broad jump, and uh, didn't need to bench press after those 23 reps earlier this spring. So all in all, a great day for Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree. And and like you said, Chase had already – Chase made his money off of of what he put on the the 2019 tape. But I think he – I I agree with you. I think he submitted his – you know, that that very high first-round status that – you know, that everybody has him as, and, uh, you know, and, and now it's just a case of, uh, you know, of, of passing all the, uh, passing all the character tests, uh, you know, not, not having any red flags when it, you know, when it comes to that, but outside of that, I mean, just, uh, you know, at his size to move like he did is, uh, you know, just, he he basically just did has everything now he checked all those boxes you know he checked the boxes on film and then he checked the boxes again today with his performance and um you know you just have to look at it and just say somebody's going to be getting them a very um you know a very explosive receiver at the next level and uh right now joe burrow is just licking his chops hoping that it's him yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, watching some of the drills on SEC Network that they were showing too, I mean, just showed that that balance. He had a nice toe tap on the sideline as well on a, on a ball that was almost out of reach. So uh, he showed everything he needed to. And, and, you know, I think, you know, building off of his seasons to come out and have the times that he did. And, you know, they are pro day. They were unofficial or whatever. But, I mean, that was just what he needed to do. He needed to show how fast he was. Uh, he wasn't necessarily considered a burner by most, um, but he went out and had the same exact 40 as Terrace Marshall, who kind of was, in a way, considered a burner, a track guy coming out of high school, just like Racy McMath. Um, and let's go to Terrace Marshall, another uh, key cog in that 2019 offense and came back, um, needed to come back to, to school. And I think, again, with his showing, uh, he's somebody that, you know, stock up, I would say for him, for the most part, being able to show that elite speed and, uh, you know, he's got the size and the vert was, was very good as well. I I think he's going to be somebody that, you know, I'm not sure he's going to end up in the first round. He's kind of got that first round buzz like Grant Delpit did 
but maybe he's one of the first few guys off the off the board in the second round. That's just kind of how the NFL draft goes sometimes. But he had a huge day for himself. Yeah, and it's tough to uh, you know it, it's tough to tell. I, I do think that going into uh, that going into today, that uh, like I said earlier, that Jamar Chase made his money off of the 2019 film that he posted. But I think Terrace Marshall needed today to co to uh, you know to check those boxes that 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 some people had you know and I, I think with the speed I think we you know we knew that he had some uh, that that he, he had some some breakaway speed once he got going um, I mean he really just you know he he put on some um, you know he had some jets and he showed them today uh, something else I was kind of surprised with was the 19 reps on the 225 pound bench um, I. I thought that he might fall somewhere around that 15 range and uh and he looked pretty good repping those out so you know it just shows that uh you go back with justin jefferson it just shows you that 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 2019 wide receiver core just how talented and how loaded that was uh you know that joe burrow had to work with right and the final piece was racing mcmath who ran the fastest 40 out of all three of them today and so I think that burner speed helped him in a sense, you know, maybe ease a little bit of concerns, but we knew how fast Racy was. And Ed Ogeron said that in the past that, you know, racing math would be step for step with them. And it makes a lot of sense because he clocked that uh, elite 40 a four, three, four, I believe is what he put down. And the thing with Racy though, is with how physically imposing he is, he's going to be able to make, I think a good NFL career as a solid special teamer. I think Russell Gage in a way is kind of his comp, maybe not as I would say freakishly uh, athletic as far as explosiveness and getting up, but that high end speed, uh, that physicality that he can bring. I mean, he was one of LSU's best uh, special teamers uh, during the course of his career. And I think that's going to be where he makes his mark. I don't know if he'll get drafted, but again, that high-end speed was on display today. Yeah, and I, I think for Racy, I, I think it's just going to—I think it's going to be tough for him to get over the, uh, you know, the lack of production. You know, thirty-three catches for a little bit over five hundred yards. Uh, you know, over the course of his career, I still look back and I, and I agree with you hundred percent on the measurables and, and that you know that that I think he can make an NFL roster. But I think the big thing that I, I just can't get away from feeling like he just left a lot of money on the table by not coming back for another year. You know, I, I feel like if he would have come back for another year, if he could have posted 40, you know, 40 to 50 catches, you know, had some touchdowns, had some of those explosive plays on film to match the, uh, you know, the, the combat, the combine and the pro day, traits that we saw i just feel like that that would have elevated him up to where you could be potentially looking at a day two pick when i was watching the sec network broadcast and it was roman harper and ryan clark going back and forth here's another guy that has a chance to make an nfl roster because of his speed but when you look at carrie vincent now he i think he's he was so focused on being smooth in and out of his breaks that he kind of lost that speed in drills but again he was disappointed with his 40 yard dash he was telling us on the zoom that he felt like he should be in that high four two range uh and obviously he's a track guy and and can certainly probably do that if he if he put his mind solely to that but he needed to show 
that ability to break on the ball, be able to run at, at, at different angles and, and break out off of dis- different angles. He had a good day today, um, but it was interesting watching two defensive backs that played in the league and and certainly, uh, you know, on different sides of the LSU-Alabama rivalry, for that matter, uh, kind of agree on Kerry Vincent Jr., a versatile guy who has that high-end speed, uh, but he's going to have to show that he can turn and run really well in coverage. And as he doesn't focus on track, at the next level, that was kind of the big thing uh, that stood out about uh, Kerry Vincent uh, coming away from today because we all knew he was going to put down that impressive 40. Yeah, and I think with Kerry Vincent, I, I think you kind of knew what you were going to get going into today. Uh, you know, for me, the biggest thing was him opting out of his uh, of, of the 2020 season really just kind of left a, uh, you know, left, left a lot of questions, uh, left, left a lot of, uh, you know, concerns about, okay, is this a track guy playing football? And I think today, I think we saw the track guy, um, you know, he's the, I, I think the NFL personnel, they look at him, they know what they're going to get. They know that they're going to get a lot of speed. And I think that, they probably look at it now and, you know, going into drafting him, you kind of, you've kind of look at it and you say, okay, this is what, this is what we're going to get, but what else are we going to get? And uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, it's going to be interesting to see where he falls on the draft boards, where he comes in at, you know, is he able to, uh, you know, is he able to make that leap up to, you know, up to a potential third round guy? Is he more of a, you know, a fourth, fifth, sixth or seventh rounder? Because, uh, you know, you, you can't teach that speed. You can teach the fundamentals. You can work on the technique. You can work on a lot of things, but you know, you're not going to get him any taller. You know, I don't think there's any question that, uh, that speed and, and me personally, I mean, I thought when he went out there, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to run into four twos. You know, I figured that, you know, that he would show his speed. He would run into four threes. I think the, you know, I think one reason that he may look at it and think that, okay, he didn't run as fast as he could is because we didn't expect Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall to run under four, four. And so I think that that probably that that might play into it a little bit, at least with me. I think it definitely plays into uh, in, into me thinking, and oh, well, you know, he, maybe he didn't do as good as I thought he would have done today. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and, you know, the, the thing about Kerry is he's going to end up on a, on a roster at some point. And, and uh, you know, I, I think he could be a draft pick, you know, I, I don't know too much about uh, where exactly he's being slotted, but uh, I think somebody that took advantage of the entire spotlight was Jacoby Stevens, because you had Jabril Cox, who's been dealing with an injury. He did not participate in any of the pro day activities uh, and we didn't get to talk to him afterwards for that for that matter either so we didn't get too much info on that but Jacoby Stevens comes out and jumps a 42 inch vert runs a four five looked good in drills looked the part I mean he's clearly taken things seriously and I mean gosh he just looked um, like somebody that was ready to go uh, for this event where he can probably put I think some doubters uh, to ease the way he came on at the end of the year and then getting his, his body ready for this event. I thought Jacoby Stevens was another winner from today. 
Yeah, I thought Jacoby Stevens was a big winner. And, um, you know, I was not – I just want to know, where where was this guy at? Where was this 212, 216-pound safety that showed up at the Senior Bowl and, and, and measured in at 216 pounds? You know, where was this guy at the last two years on LSU's defense? Because on LSU's defense, you didn't see a guy that that, that you thought was running, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, so close to cracking – Four four range on the forty yard dash. I definitely didn't think that I would see a forty two inch vertical from him. And showing up at two hundred twelve pounds, I mean, he looked great physically. You know, I wish he would have. Uh, I wish he would have bench pressed. Um, you know, I have a feeling that he didn't bench because, yeah, you know, it wasn't going to be uh, the type of numbers that he would want on there. But you know, where was this guy at in LSU scheme the last two years? Because it just, you know, we saw a linebacker being forced to play safety, whereas today we actually saw him post, uh, you know, safety numbers. Right. And and I think sometimes that, you know, in the last year, especially that was just kind of the issue with, you know, the scheme and certainly, you know, how they were going to fit him in that defense. And, and as the safety position kind of got a little thinner and, they, they, I think he was just being played out of position. I mean, he should be a box guy. I think that's for the most part where uh, he's going to have the most success. But, you know, he wanted to trim down and show that he could you know, be a safety. And, uh, you know, we'll see where NFL teams end up putting him. But uh, for the most part, I, I felt like Jacoby Stevens helped himself a lot. Jabril Cox has some questions, you know, I think still left to answer for NFL teams because he didn't work out. Um, and I think to an extent, you know, Tyler Shelvin certainly has some uh, has some questions to answer. You know, 350 pounds. I wasn't surprised that was where he was at. And I think NFL teams, when you look at Tyler Shelvin, that's where he's going to like. That's kind of what they expect him to be. Um, you know, uh, I, I just think that once you get him into an NFL program, they're going to find the way to work him down. Maybe you know, to 340, but he's just a big guy, but he's so strong. Uh, you're just getting a plug in the middle for situations, which I don't know who's going to be the right fit for him at the NFL level. But, you know, I thought Tyler Shelvin being at 350 honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it was, or some people thought it was. I don't think there's any excuse in the world that he has for not coming in lighter because, I mean, let's face it, for – since September, well, since since mid-August, you know, mid-August to September, he's been working out strictly for this day and for the combine alone. That's all he's been training for. And so, you know, for to me, there is no reason in the world that he should not have come in at the best weight that he has been at since, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade. I mean, you know, we know that he was north 390 when he got to LSU. Uh, during the 2019 season when he really emerged and solidified himself as a, uh, you know, a, as an NFL prospect, you know, he probably, they had him listed at 346. He probably played in that 350 to 355 range. I know Ed Orgeron said last year uh, that, that Shelvin needed to lose some weight before, uh, you know, before the season started. And this was right before he opted out. He, uh, you know, sources told us that he was he was he was around that 360 pound range, which probably means he's closer to 365 to 370. So he may have lost a little bit of weight over that time. If he would have come in, if he would have come in 330, 335 pounds, even 340, 
You know, if he could if he could have had a four behind that three instead of the five, I think NFL clubs would have uh, would have felt that okay, you know, this guy really took it serious. He really can't, you know, he really busted his butt during the uh, you know during during the off season during his time off. But you know, coming in at coming in at three fifty was a little bit disappointing for me. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, it's heavy, no doubt. In today's game, you know, that's not probably going to spell. Uh, you know, I think a long NFL career, the good thing is, is as he gets older, you know, maybe, maybe that uh, uh, he gets some better just habits. And as you grow older, obviously don't maybe have the need to eat as much or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I personally think that that 350, that was something where teams can say, okay, he didn't come in at like 370. And when you didn't have the season uh, to, to maybe, you know, be running around in that Louisiana heat for a little bit longer than you you normally are because, you know, you he was up in Dallas working and it's it's hot up in Dallas, but it's not hot that that like it is down in Louisiana for a good bit of the the season. And you know, I think that uh, you know Tyler Shelvin is just going to find a way to get a shot. Which I think if you get him into the right system as a practice squad guy, they're going to be able to work him out. And once he's back practicing with a team you know, maybe that helps him because he can run all he wants and, you know, probably get the diet right. But there's something different about being in in a practice and, you know, potentially playing games and things like that that might help him a little bit more because otherwise his body just would have been broken down trying to lose all that weight that much. Yeah, no, I, and I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And I guess, and and I guess my reasoning for it kind of, look, I, I respect his, I respect the, uh, you know, the feelings that he had on COVID and, and, and not feeling comfortable to play. Uh, you know, I, I respect those feelings. I mean, that's every person has their, you know, their own right to handle that, that, um, you know, unorthodox situation the way that they see fit. I just think that, you know, I think that, you know, for him to, for him to say, okay, you know, I've shown enough, I've shown the NFL enough in his uh, 21 games he only played 21 games at LSU, six as a redshirt freshman, 15 as a uh, as a redshirt sophomore in 2019, none in 2020. So I think for him to feel like, okay, you know, I've done I've done enough, I've shown you enough to you know to warrant like Todd McShay had him as a, um, I think it was number 23 or number 26 in his top 32 that he put out in August. You know, for all of for some of the talk of that, well, you know, Shelvin could be a day one. You know, he could be a day he could play himself into a day one, a day two pick. I think now when you look at Shelvin for by missing this, but by missing all of 2020, by coming in not really much different than he was when he went out. I think now you look at him and now you say, okay, this is a, this is a last day pick right here. And it's probably closer to, you know, closer to maybe that sixth or seventh round as opposed to the fourth or fifth round. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't show enough, you know, or, or, or have a complete, you know, LSU career, I think, you know, for the NFL. Um, but, you know, I thought, uh, you know, for the pro day, uh, the weight wasn't bad, but yeah, I mean, he, he could have very well come back and, and had another season at LSU and look, we'll have another round of NFL draft prospects to talk about next year and more uh, NFL draft coverage uh, overall, as these guys, you know, come down the stretch now, just about two months until uh, they're picked or not picked or the NFL careers begin. However, that is 
Um, we'll be covering it for you guys at go247.com. We'll continue to talk about it on the Go 24-7 podcast. And you can leave us a rating, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast from. And feel free to hit that follow button for us on the podcast as well uh, so you can get it delivered right to you. But till next time, guys, for Sunny Ship, I'm Billy Embody. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.